Well, welcome to Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. I hope you're ready to be encouraged today because we have some encouraging words for you. Of course, across from me, Shane Bishop. My name is Mike Wooten. We have some content based off something Shane wrote on his professional page, Rev. Shane L. Bishop, which you can find on Facebook. Just search Rev. Shane L. Bishop. He always has got great content on there. Shane, you're here across from me. You always got great content. Has anyone told you that before? No, this is the first time I've ever heard it, and so I am, I'm grateful. I mean, yeah. I feel encouraged uh, by this because this is really a show about encouragement. It is. This is going to be a big one about encouragement. I think people are going to listen to this today and feel so encouraged, and I want to give a quick encouraging word. Uh, I'm 40 now, Shane. 40 years old. I know you thought I was 40 15 years ago. That wasn't That's true. That's not true. I actually just turned 40. Just turned 40. And I'm feeling great. Are you really? <laughs> feeling great, I mean, huh? Loving it, man. Wow. Wow. Loving it. <laughs> oh, I can tell yeah. you believe it. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, how do you feel great? I mean, how do you know that you feel great? Well, I, I still can walk around without falling over. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I, I set the bar and pretty low. And if that's low. the bar, I'm, I'm feeling great <laughs> myself. Feeling great yeah, I'm feeling great myself. I'm just yeah. going to stay with that one All as right, long I like as I it. can. I like it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm feeling great. 40 years old, I feel encouraged. Anyone who's not reached that age, it's, it's great. And for anyone who's older than that, uh, you'll just have to tell me what that's like. Yeah, yeah. Do you realize, Mike, that, that I am old enough to be your father? <laughs> No, I, I mean don't. seriously. You're you're 40. I'm 61. Mm-hmm. I'm old enough to be your father, Mike. Do you think of me sort of like a dad? I've never thought of you <laughs> that way. No, no. Maybe older brother at times. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. uh, but uh, never as a dad. No. All right. All right. All right. You, just check it. Yeah. 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 Maybe an older brother. Maybe older mainly brother. in the prodigal son parable <laughs> that kind of older brother, right? Yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> Oh, hey, Shane, before we move to the content, I did want to ask you, uh, I know uh, you got a new book, uh, maybe a couple new books out right now. Yeah. And I thought this could be a time we could throw it in uh, to the podcast because I know people love to hear from you. I know uh, that last book you did, uh, uh, That's Good News. I mean, that was incredible how many churches that is helping right now. So what do you have now? Yeah, That's Good News was uh, a joy. we, We did the book. It was released in February. And did the book and then followed up with a leader's, uh, kind of a, a, a leader's kit. And it had yeah. a, uh, the leader's kit had a leader's guide, like to lead a book study, had a sample sermon series. It had a scalable evangelism initiative for an entire church, had a graphics package, had a copy of the book. I mean, it's really, really cool. Yeah. And a lot of churches just uh, said, hey, we're going to do this study. We're going to follow it up with an evangelism initiative. Yeah. Got several doing it this fall leading up to Christmas. Several more will kick off in January leading up to an evangelism initiative for Easter. So that's good news. It's done tremendously well. Yeah, what a gift. And also I'll say with that good news, I know you've actually pretty much uh, had countless phone calls with church with pastors around the country uh you've just opened up the phone line saying yeah. hey if you need a little bit of help i'd love to talk with you well it's kind of crazy one of the things that uh, invite resources is my publisher they, they were saying with this kit you know what 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 do we want in the kit and one of the things i think about all the time mike is what can separate me from others you know what separates me like on sunday mornings if people attend our church we have a great big church but I am out and around. I'm in the parking lot. I greet people. I figure that's something that people don't expect. 
So one of the things I included in the leadership kit was a 20-minute phone call with me. I've read a gazillion books, but I've never had an author say, you pick up the phone, give me a call, and I'll <laughs> yeah. talk to you about the yeah. subject matter. Yeah. So that has been a lot of fun. I've talked to pastors of mega churches, and I've talked to pastors of churches yeah. of 10, and it's just all been fun, man. It's been a great joy for me. All right, so let's move to what are, what are the new books you have out right now, and then what are they about? Yeah, The Ping Life uh, was released uh, within a month ago. Uh, the Ping Life took a concept from That's Good News, which was just hearing and heeding the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And The Ping Life really kind of solves a, a problem that I faced when I was a young Christian. Uh, I went on one mission trip that was a faith-sharing trip, and it became very clear to me I wasn't going to lead the world to Christ. I went on another trip that was a relief trip, and it became clear to me I wasn't going to alleviate the world of suffering. So my question was, how do you live a normal life? You know, how do you take your family on vacation when, when the world's going to hell and people are in great need? And what I finally came up with was this idea of what I call the ping life. It's establishing a Christian baseline. It's keeping your ear open for the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And it's just going with them. And then mm. beyond that, just enjoy your life. Yeah. So that's kind of the theme of the ping life. And then we've got some resources like a leader's guide for people that want to do book studies next year. Mm -hmm. There's even a ping life journal. If people want to journal through yeah. that, that's coming out uh, in the next month. So a lot of exciting things around the ping life. That's incredible. What a gift. These two last books, uh, just giving to the church, expanding the kingdom. And I just, whenever you first told me about that concept, it sounds so simple, Shane, about just kind of responding and trusting God with the rest in my words. But I don't know how many books are out there that have talked about it. So I just think that uh, it's going to be so helpful. And so I'm sure it's helping so many already. I hope so. I hope it moves a lot of people beyond a life of duty, guilt, and obligation where you don't ever feel any joy to a, a truly free life of serving Christ. And I also believe life is a gift to be enjoyed, not a sentence to be served. Mm -hmm. And this enables people to embrace that. So that's good news, the ping life, and uh, I'm excited about both. Yeah, you know, and not uh, kind of responding to that ping life does lead to a life of discouragement, Shane. And that's what we're going to talk to about today, really encouragement. Because but... this is a podcast of encouragement. I would say, would you say, Mike, that if we were a song, we would be home on the range. We're seldom as heard. A discouraging word. Wow. And the skies are not cloudy all day. Mike, I'm tearing up even as I yeah. hear the clippity-clop of horses walk across yeah. the prairie. Even as could, I think that. Perhaps that's our next uh, guest, a horse. A horse. <laughs> yeah. have, you ever, have you ever even heard that song? I have. Home on the Range. But of course, yeah. You know, oh, I'm almost certain. When I was in grade school, we sang all types of uh, older songs, yeah. and they were on records. Mm -hmm. we, they would put the record player on. Really? I remember how old, uh, you know, the record, uh, what held the records, mm -hmm. the case was. It was paper. It was right, like right. a paper cardboard. Uh, but, oh, gosh, the Trapeze Artist song. Uh, uh, John Henry, we would just listen to all these old songs, and I loved, I loved that in music class. But yes, I heard it in elementary school. All right, so after this podcast is over, there's an outside chance we'll break into uh, spontaneous singing for any mm -hmm. uh, amount of time. Way outside. <laughs> Way outside. <laughs> well, not 
all outsides are equally outside. There's some that are barely outside the strike zone. There's other pitches that go over the backstop. I'm guessing this was the latter. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's talk about some words of encouragement, Shane, for those who are discouraged. Yeah. Hey, Shane, I mean, people get discouraged all the time. And maybe some people out there are thinking, I'm a Christian now. I shouldn't be feeling discouragement. But that's not the case, right, Shane? Yeah, I think the biggest weapon Satan uses against Christians is discouragement. I do. I just think it's a satanic weapon, and I feel like it's used consistently. It's used early. It's used often. And Satan knows he can't steal our souls once we've accepted Jesus, but boy, can he discourage us and just shut down any good that we may do in the kingdom of God. So I, I do think a lot of Christians are discouraged today. I think a lot of Christians who volunteer and step beyond their comfort zone and, and then they think it's going to go really well and it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, I, I remember some years ago, this this person uh, said, I, I'm, I feel called to teach a class. And I said, well, that's wonderful. Not one person signed up to be in their oh, class. You know yeah, what I mean? They, yeah. they, it never occurred to them that, that good teachers also kind of have to be good recruiters. Yeah. But, I mean, they were so discouraged. And I see that happen over and over. All right, Shane, you've given some words of advice. The first thing that you've uh, given us today is you say double down on the mission. Can you explain? Yeah, discouraged people are often off mission. So, for example, I feel God called me to connect people with Jesus. That's my mission. So if I'm discouraged, the first thing I have to ask myself, am I on mission Mm -hmm. or am I off mission? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we get discouraged because we're doing stuff God didn't really ask us to do, to the neglect of what God did ask us to do. So I would just say refocus your energy toward your mission and toward that that calling, get back to doing the stuff that you were yeah. doing when things are going well, kind of reset your head, get back to the basics of effectiveness, you know, kind of think, and if you, if you have trouble figuring this out, ask yourself, where do you get compliments in ministry? Where do you get positive yeah, feedback? Very good. You know, I, yeah. I was talking to somebody once and they were talking about attire of all the crazy things. And I said, pay attention to where you get compliments. So if, if you've got a certain shirt you wear, and almost yeah. every time you wear that shirt, somebody says that looks yep. nice, or a tie, mm-hmm. well, pay Strange. attention to that. Yeah. So pay attention to where God is using you. Double down on your mission. Yes. Laser focus on what God's asking you Shane, I hear you saying that there's a realignment that happens whenever we double down on mission. Absolutely. And I think about what Paul says to Timothy, fan into flame, the spiritual gift that God has given you. you got to get back to that sweet spot. And I do think that... Uh, you know, we got to find that sweet spot and uh, it realigns a person's life. You know, last night I was with uh, my family in the living room and Nora wanted to play uh, a game called Rummy Cube. Have you ever played Rummy Cube I have before? not played Rummy Cube. I've played Rummy. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Rummy and, Cube. Yeah, you know, I have no idea yeah, what Rummy Cube is. Rummy Cube, yeah. I, I won't get into the details. I must have missed it when we were sitting around with our home on the range sing-alongs. Yeah, you were singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was the horses there. Correct, with the records. Out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she, she, Nora wanted us to play a game together, and I said, I'm going to sit this one out. And I saw the discouragement on huh. her face for a moment. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I got it. Part of my job is keeping my family on mission, right. keeping my family yeah, you suck aligned. suck it up a little bit there, right? It, yes, sir. Yeah. I sucked it right. up. And you know what? I had a good time. I, I won like the it. game, by the way. Did you really? I did, and All right. that's a big deal. Did you cheat? And she's too young to know. Is there any chance no, that happened? She made a uh, a novice move, oh, and okay. I capitalized on. How it. old is Nora? Nora's ten. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay. I'm guessing there might be a few novice moves hardwired to the brain of a ten year old. Mike, it could I be. Like and it. I took full advantage. It's like of it, it's Shane. like you can often beat them in checkers, right? <laughs> yes. yes. 
<laughs> but we know for me last night I was thinking we just gotta I need to make sure my yeah. family's aligned and loving my I family leading in that way it was me doubling down on mission absolutely absolutely all right let's move to the next thought you have for us today Shane first or next stop feeling sorry for yourself but Shane that's so hard I want to feel sorry for myself exactly. I'm discouraged well we have an absolutely narcissistic society <laughs> uh-oh and everybody thinks everything's about them and their pain is so much worse than everybody yeah. else's yeah. pain. Here's the deal. We all got the same crap going. So just stop feeling sorry for your stinking self. You know what I mean? Just stop yeah. having a pity party every day and That's wondering right. why nobody wants to attend. Everyone in the Bible had tough times. Everyone God has ever used throughout history had tough times. Jesus had tough times. <laughs> so when you have tough times... Realize that you're in good company. Cancel the pity party due to lack of interest. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Shane, you know what you got me thinking about with this? That I'm a boomer? <laughs> that was actually, that did cross my mind. Wow. 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 Now, am I getting close yeah, to your head, dude? That did. Woo! But what, I, what I found is that, you know, self-pity gives per, a person an illusion that they're going somewhere, but they're really, they're yeah. really not. You know, I love going on walks and hikes and spiritual walks and all that. You know what really uh, stinks is that when it's wintertime and I have to stand on a treadmill, I have to be in a treadmill in a gym and I'm mm-hmm. just looking out a window, right. at dr- you know, just the dreary weather. It is not like going out on a walk and a hike. And I think self-pity sometimes, you, you're moving a little bit, but right. you're not going anywhere. Right. You're like you're on that dang treadmill and, and you're inside and you still feel terrible. Uh, but, you know, if you can get out of that cycle, you can start to see uh, the sights. Absolutely, absolutely. And a lot of times people kind of fall in love with that treadmill, so to speak. Mm. Their, their identity gets to be centered around self-pity. And so I, it, it's almost like uh, I, I, I feel sorry for myself, therefore I am. And, and it becomes an identity of sorts. It, it's, it's a little bit like an identity that, that I'm a victim. Everybody's yeah. against me. And so I, I think you got to break that mindset because again i think that's a weapon that satan uses i feel like when you're talking about this i can see bumper stickers i can see tattoos i can see what people post on social media just coming across my brain you're right it does become an identity well think about it if the first piece of advice to overcome discouragement is to get refocused on your mission what you always have to get your focus off of is yourself Mm self-pity is the as allowing yourself the extended luxury of basically just feeling crummy. Yeah. And, and really, we don't live all that long. We don't have time to do that very long. All right, Shane, your next thought here, I think this is about seeing the forest from the trees. Remember, tough times don't last forever. They don't. Just not every day is tough. Yeah. Now, if you're if you're bonehead, you, you know what I mean? If you do dumb crap yeah. all the time, yeah. maybe it is. But in the whole of life, uh, not Everybody you know is going to die. Not everybody you know is going to be sick. Not every day is going to be bad. There are bad days, but tough times don't last forever. And I think the big promise of Scripture is is that God wins. God wins. And if we keep doing the right things the right way, we're assured we'll get the right results in the right time. And those who focus their hearts on God... When it all shakes down, when the dust settles and the smoke clears, we're going to be on the winning side. It just The tough times don't last forever. All right, Shane, let's move to our next point here. You said uh, for those who are needing encouragement that they need to attack 
the distract. I don't know what that means yet, but I want you to know I love that. Attack the distract. That is a bumper sticker I could go with. Do you love it enough to put it on your body no, as a tattoo? I don't love anything that much. All right, all right. Okay. Not, not that much. <laughs> not that much. All right. So bumper sticker bumper is something stick. you can scrape. Maybe better a static Perfect. sticker <laughs> for the old car. My now we're there. Yeah. Now, I, I think that when you are discouraged, uh, sources of distraction become deadly. Mm. And I think a lot of times we just have to silence the, the negative voices that are in our head, the divisive voices that surround us. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of have to rebuke them. Mm. You know, I mean, just, just rebuke <laughs> yes. them. And, and I think there is a point where we have to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. I think there's a point where we have to just say to Satan, yeah. you're not going to, yeah. you're not going to jerk me yeah. around anymore. Yeah. You go back to hell where you belong in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And the other thing is when you're down, you don't need, you don't need all the negative people in your life surrounding you, taking you down further. If you're drowning, you don't need people throwing bricks. Yeah. And so I would just say in, in negative times, in, in distracted times, get voices of hope not selfish people yeah. with an uncanny and disheartening grasp of the obvious. Send all the missionary misery missionaries back home. Bring positive people into your life. Attack the distraction. I think a lot of times we are very reactive with our own lives mm. instead of being proactive with our own lives. If you are under attack, why don't you stop running, turn around, yeah. and go into it? I love it. You're getting me fired up. I know, man. Seriously, I'm why, yeah. seriously. Uh, I feel like what you're, what I, what I'm hearing from you is just you got a person needs to make a decision. Are you done with this or not? Yeah. Are you going to stay in discouragement or not? And sometimes we just have to say, there is hope for us out there. Like Shane, you're giving a biblical leadership right now. You're not just trying to throw a couple ideas out there that people can just be encouraged for a moment. There is hope for people, but they got to stand up and go for it, you know, uh, kind of grab encouragement and let go of discouragement. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, biblical stories is, is David and Goliath. And what I love about it is I bet Goliath, it, the, the text says David ran at the giant. I bet Goliath had never had anybody <laughs> run at him. In his whole life, he probably, everybody he killed, he probably had to kill them from the back because yeah. they were running, man. David goes right at him. I just think a lot of times we run from the distractions. We run from our problems. We run from things. Why don't we just turn around and just go at it in the name of Jesus? I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay, Shane, uh, final thought uh, from you today. For this uh, being encouraged in the midst of discouragement is live in victory. Can you say more? Yeah. We all have to choose where we're going to live. We choose our address. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember reading Oswald Chambers 100 years ago, and Chambers said that we cannot shorten the times that we need to spend in the wilderness, but we can certainly extend them by failing to learn the lessons <laughs> God's teaching us. So it's all a matter of address. Mm. Where are you gonna? Where's your address? I just want to suggest: Why don't we start living in victory? Why don't we just do it? Why don't we just start living in victory? What if we spoke victory, yeah. celebrate victory, hang around victorious people, yeah. celebrate the victories that we've had, celebrate the victories yet to come, celebrate the victories promised in the Word of God, and live in anticipation of the victory? That's a very different address than where most people live. And Shane, I'm just. I'm sincerely getting encouragement from listening to you with this right now. And I, and I just, the question that comes to my mind when you're talking about this, why not someone right now is listening to this? Why can't, can't this be them? 
If someone's out there right now who's living in discouragement, there's something that maybe has been beating them up for years that they keep allowing to bring them to this kind of pity party place. Why not them, Shane? They can do it. Why not stink and turn it around? I mean, seriously. So think about it. Let's say you just go back to David and Goliath. So why would people run from Goliath? Because they're afraid Goliath's going to kill them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what happens when you run from Goliath? He's going to kill you every time. I mean, he's got a huge (laughs) sword. You run 100% chance you're dead. Why not just say, you know what? I've been running my whole life. It never works. Why don't I just turn around, get my head on straight, clench my jaw, Mm -hmm. and in the name of Jesus, grab a sling and five stones and tell the giant you are going down. I just like the idea. Shane, any concluding thoughts for us today? Well, there's nothing wrong with seasons of discouragement. They're, they're a natural and normal part of serving God in a fallen world. They, they certainly can be catalysts for spiritual growth. But you got to choose whether or not discouragement is going to be your permanent address. For me, my address is going to be life and life abundant. So to our listeners, all six of our listeners, mm-hmm. hang in there. Don't waver. Be faithful. Sow good seeds. The storm will pass. Good things are coming but you have to decide where you will reside. Well, thank you for joining us for Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. If you want to hear more from Shane, you can check out RevShaneBishop.com. Like I said earlier, you can look for his professional page on Facebook, Rev Shane L. Bishop. You can also find me on Facebook, Rev Mike Wooten, and RevMikeWoo.com as well. Again, thanks for joining us, and make sure that you keep the change.